Welcome to the podcast, Accounting in Business, where I talk with business professionals about how they use accounting in their job. Today, I'm talking with Doug Peterson, the owner of a real estate investment firm. He did graduate in accounting, but later got a master's in real estate development and switched careers. Let's go to the interview. Welcome. Thank you for joining us, Doug. Why don't you tell us where you attended college and what was your major? I went to BYU and I studied accounting. All right. You study accounting. Why did you pick accounting? I picked it because my parents were accountants mm. and, uh, and I always just thought I'd be good at it. So, uh, and it was a competitive program at BYU and I was competitive. And so, uh, that, that's how, that's how I got started. Mm-hmm. Now, after that, did you get another degree? I did. I studied uh, real estate development at Columbia. Uh, I have a master's in real estate development. Okay. Uh, why don't you share a brief work history with us and what your current role is and what that entails? Okay. Yeah. So my first job was at Pricewaterhouse. Uh, that kind of dates me, I guess. Um, I, I, I was actually the first class of PwC uh, because they, they merged the summer after I signed my letter. Uh, but I, I audited hedge funds in New York and I did that for about 18 months. And, uh, and then I went and traded stock for a number of years. Uh, and then from th- then I went back to grad school and now I, I own a, uh, a real estate company in New York. We buy uh, and manage apartment buildings. Mm-hmm. Great. How does accounting impact your job? Well, it's a really important uh, in, in investors want to see the numbers and being able to sound intelligent uh, regarding the numbers has been key to raising capital. In, in real estate, the, the real name of the game is can you raise capital? And the guys who can raise the most capital and girls who can raise the most capital, right? They, they're the ones who are the most successful. And you just have to understand the accounting, the language of business, if you want to attract capital. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in your role specifically, I mean, you're getting investors money and then you're also needing to go to the bank to get money to then borrow against the buildings. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I have, I have a CFO now. I don't do the accounting. Um, my CFO actually did go to BYU, uh, interestingly enough. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we talk consistently about income statements, balance sheets with lenders uh, and, and investors. Mm-hmm. Great. What accounting concepts are critical for someone in your role? Well, just simple. The, the most basic accounting is, you know, real estate's not very complicated accounting, but, you know, it's revenues minus expenses equals net income. That, that really is what is most important. And then, of course, you know, it gets more complex with understanding a balance sheet and receivables and, and debt and capitalizing expenses. You know, you, you, there are really important accounting concepts that I, I couldn't be in real estate without. A How do basic you manage the cash flow to make sure that kind of everything is coming in to help service the debt or service investors, things like yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah. I see. So you want to, you want to know if you're profitable, right? You can't just have a business and say you're a landlord and a real estate person in New York. I mean, that's, that's not what it's about. It's about making money. It's about having net income. And, um, and so, you know, you need a system to track all of the revenues and expenses 
And you need to be able to record it in a way that other people can quickly understand whether or not what you're doing is, is working. You know, uh, let's see, you know, if, if I'm talking to a potential investor, they want to see uh, how other investments are doing. And I need to be able to present that in a simple and easy format where they can, can, can know quickly whether or not what I do is profitable. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and well, and to add on to that, you know, so we build financial models, right? When we're planning to buy a building, we'll build a financial model that has the accounting in it, and people will analyze our projections, uh, in you know, and and because I and they know the the basic language of accounting, we we can understand each other. And if they don't understand accounting, then they're at a big disadvantage, and then they can only really invest with me on my reputation and, and my integrity that's, you know, they have to rely on me that I know what I'm talking about with the accounting. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a harder hurdle for me to, to, to jump. Uh, but if they understand accounting uh, because I understand accounting, we, we can speak the same language. Mm-hmm. When you look at a deal to acquire, have you found kind of accounting mistakes on, cause they'll give you information to help you know, should I buy this apartment complex or not? Have you seen any mistakes they've made in accounting that have kind of you've noticed? I don't know necessarily about mistakes in accounting, but mistakes because the accounting is relatively pretty simple with real estate, but in information. Yeah. I mean, I just signed a contract to sell a building today. Um, I, I, I'm flipping the deal. I, I have the deal in contract at X. They misrepresented the, the real estate taxes. They said that they were a lot more than they actually were. I discovered that they were less than what they claimed they were. So I signed the contract and now I'm selling it for a million dollars more um, to somebody else because I have the right data. And, you know, that's a lot of money to make in two, three months for just about anybody. So, you know, just because I was able to understand, you know, their, their revenue minus their expenses, their expenses were too big, meaning their operating income was too little Mm -hmm. and they undervalued their asset by more than a million dollars to their detriment. Well, that's a great example about in terms of kind of making sure you're comfortable with the numbers and that you have the processes in place to make sure mistakes like that don't happen because it, it could have been a little mistake, but it had huge impact implications. Exactly. What advice would you give to a student taking their first accounting course? To understand that it's a foreign language and you, you just have to look at it like it's a new language and when you hear revenue, you have to really understand that there's different kinds of revenue and that is, you know, that pick any accounting word, revenue expenses. I mean, you just have to understand that it's a foreign language and you just need to learn the terms so that when somebody, ex, you know, says NOI, you know, you know what they mean. That's just an abbreviation that's always used in my business. And if you didn't know what that was, it wouldn't be looked on kindly, let's say, you know, Mm -hmm. nobody wants to do business with somebody who doesn't know what NOI is. Mm -hmm. Great. Any last words of wisdom for these students? These students are sophomores in college and it could be accounting related, life related, anything you want to share with them. Uh, Being honest is good business. (laughs) 
right? And, and it starts in school. Nobody wants to be business partners 20 years from now if with a guy who was cheating in school, you know? Um, and, and also I'll tell a quick anecdote. So my mom is an accountant. She's 75 years old, which means she actually was the second, uh, she was the sixth woman ever to graduate in accounting from BYU. When she went to BYU, uh, she, all women were automatically enrolled as elementary ed majors. And you had to go petition if you wanted to have a different major. And so she, uh, so she, she's from East LA. She's tough. She's awesome. She's sharp. She's, she's still an accountant. Um, and she, she got, I'll tell more of the story. So she, she got a job with Ernst and Winnie out of BYU. They, my parents were TAs at the accounting lab at BYU. That's how they met. My mom got a better job out of college than my dad. Don't tell my dad. I said that publicly. Um, but then they got married the summer after they graduated. Ernst and Winnie found out they got married. They sent my mom a letter that said, we gave this job position to a single woman. You're no longer needed at our firm. And they fired her before she even started because she got married. And, you know, those were the kind of things that, that my mom dealt with um, uh, in accounting. So for the, the women in your, in, your, in your classes, you know, know that, uh, that it, it's a very different now. And the, the major accounting firms actually have mandates to hire more women than men. And uh, it was that way when I was at Pricewaterhouse. I know the numbers were 60-40. When I was at Pricewaterhouse, they had to hire six, six women for every four men because the goal was to get more women up to the partner ranks and there was more attrition from the, the female uh, employees. Um, and I, so I think accounting is, is great for, for women. My, my mom uh, you know, would do taxes at night while, while we were kids. Um, she's been on five missions now and was worked as an accountant at night while she was on her missions and was able to help fund their, their missions. Uh, also they did accounting work for the church. One of their missions was to be the accountants on the city Creek project. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's, it's a useful thing. It's a great part-time job that you could do from home too. Um, and, you know, uh, you know, if, whether they're interested in it or not, though, it's, you're going to be at dinner sometime with someone and they're going to use accounting terms and you're going to want to know what they are. It's just the simple, most basic language of business. And these terms come up and, and you'd be foolish not to have a, at least a basic understanding of them. Mm -hmm. Well, great advice, Doug. We really appreciate you taking the time to, to meet with us today. Thank you. You bet. New York real estate is expensive. If someone can't buy a large apartment building on their own, they need investors. How do you convince someone that they should invest in the building you feel is a good deal? The investors want to see the numbers, and they need to understand the numbers to make a good decision. During the interview, Doug used an acronym NOI, which stands for Net Operating Income, and is used to help estimate the value of real estate. I loved his comment about being honest. Trust is critical in all endeavors, and it starts now. I can also second Doug's comment that accounting does provide many great and flexible career options for women. You can do this.